Good afternoon and welcome to NFTs Live. I'm your host, Tyler D. It is Friday, January 7th, a frigidly cold day in Chicago. The crypto markets are pretty frigid as well, as both Bitcoin and ETH dumped pretty bad late yesterday evening. But so far, the, the NFT markets are pretty unscathed. In fact, it's been quite a hot week. We'll cover all of that in today's episode. We've got a ton to cover on the docket for today. We've got, starting with top news, we're going to hit the pudgy penguin drama and talk about their potential takeover. We're going to talk OpenSea's latest $13 billion valuation and their wallet acquisition. We're going to talk BAYC token rumors. Then we're going to get into the market trends and the big winners of the week. We're going to go around the horn on our market segments and then take a look at the upcoming Artblocks drop Chimera from MPKaz. And then we're going to take a pause and then get into our final segment for today, which I'm really excited about. It's going to be a beginner's walkthrough of the treasure ecosystem, looking at the NFT project, the magic token, and small brains. A lot to cover. Sound good? All right, let's get started. So our top news for today, we got to talk about this pudgy penguin drama. So I'm going to start uh, by pulling up a Twitter thread here that kind of got the ball rolling with the, the founder of the SOS DAO, OpenDAO, uh, who did their famous token airdrop uh, just before Christmas. He posted this and kind of exposed some conversations he'd had with the Pudgy Penguin founders. So I'll just kind of skim through this a little bit. I'm going to talk about the recent rumors about me taking over Pudgy Penguins. I didn't want to talk about it at first, but now he feels essentially responsible to expose it. So a little bit of background on this 9x9 person. He is one of the biggest pudgy penguin owners, holds 242, including several rares, and one that he paid 184. Says he's got about 600 ETH invested. He had been in talks with the founding team about potentially buying out the pudgy penguin brand. And apparently in their first conversations, they offered him 4,000 ETH for 20% equity, essentially valuing their company at 20,000 ETH quite a high valuation there. So he rejected it. He then goes on to say how he helped bridge them into the Asia market, did some AMAs. He minted heavily in their little pudgies companion drop just a few weeks back. Um, and then let's talk a little bit about how the, the Penguin team reached out to him to restart the acquisition talks. As they got into it, he essentially learned that the founders had taken all of the money raised from the latest uh, pet penguins drop and it's, it's in their pockets. There's no money in the community fund. And then they essentially reduced the price from 4,000 ETH to, for 20% to 888 ETH for 100% of the company. Um, essentially a company that is just the brand. There's zero ETH in the bank of this company. Um, he, no, next time said, no, I'll, I'll buy it outright or I'll take over outright, but I'm not going to pay 88 ETH. And then their founders essentially replied that we'd be stupid to do that. So kind of long story short, 9X9 walks away from the deal and essentially starts to FUD it uh, via this thread. He talks about getting coal. Ethereum, one of the, the, the folks from the founding team who's got the most negative news over the past few weeks to get him out of the team then talks about a best solution, potentially creating a community DAO. So this thread comes out January 5th. The Pudgy Penguins 
price for tanks below 0.5 ETH. Well, then things start to get interesting a little bit as a few other uh, primary and notable NFT community members start talking about making bids to take over the penguins. Uh, most notably, Beanie Maxi and Vincent Van Doe. Um, let's go over to Vincent Van Doe's page and kind of talk through where this evolved. So Beanie withdrew his bid. Um, essentially what happened, let me back up a little bit. Once BBD and Beanie announced their bids to take over, the floor ripped back up from 0.5 ETH all the way to about 1.5 ETH. Then kind of over the, the next few days, both BBD and Beanie Max, they kind of announced that they weren't going to be taking over. The floor fell back to the 0.5 level. And then uh, Vincent Van Doe came out and kind of posted what he thinks are the best paths forward. Three options. One, the team turns over control to a community DAO where one NFT equals a vote. The community flips to the fudgies, which is essentially a new project potential that was in talks of being dropped, which would be a one-for-one -one clone of the penguins. Or three, the community expels the team. They stay facing the right way, essentially keeping the, the pudgy penguin brand, swap out tokens, and implement a new community DAO. Um, he goes on further to say that he hears that a deal for the penguins takeover has been agreed to. So this brand has been being shopped on the private market. It looks like there's a buyer. BBD is strongly advising the buyer to reconsider and that he's charting a path forward with some of the community members. Um, if we scroll up through his Twitter, yes, it's the MetaDrop team. The Twitter is MetaDrop Meta. Um, this is the team that was going to drop the Fudgy Penguins. And now it's, it seems like they are thinking about doing a, a wrapped Penguins project. So this is very much all in flux right now. The price action has been incredibly volatile. So after the Beanie Maxi withdrawal, the floor fell back to 0 0.5. Well, last night it ran all the way back up to 1.75 on this potential acquisition news, on the potential community takeover news. So it's been an absolute roller coaster. It'll be really interesting to see what happens from here. I think there's a lot of eyes on this. There's a lot of money invested in this project and clearly a lot of market demand. People still like the pudgies, um, myself included. So. We'll definitely be watching this one to, to see where it goes, and we'll, we'll report back on the show. All right, a lot of drama. Let's get to a little bit more straightforward news story here. Let's talk about OpenSea and their latest valuation round. So they raised $300 million on a $13.3 billion valuation and reportedly looking to acquire Dharma Labs. Um, so this just happened this week that the reports came out their latest round was in July, $100 million was raised on a $1.5 billion valuation. Now already, what, a 7, 7, 8x that, uh, or even higher just in the past six months. Of course, OpenSea bringing in significantly more revenue than it was in July. So certainly a big valuation number and one that's probably dampening the remaining tokenization hopes airdrop to the community that existed. But I think the bigger story here is the acquisition of Dharma. So Dharma pitches itself as the only Ethereum wallet that can seamlessly move dollars between a bank account and centralized exchanges, claiming to be like Coinbase, but cheaper. And they offer access to 77,000 different tokens. So essentially the impact here is OpenSea getting its own wallet 
that its users can leverage and then connect to their bank account. So all NFT buying, selling can be done without any other inter intermediary players. So to, for right now, if I want to tell my wife or my mom how to buy NFTs, I would tell them first to go to Coinbase, connect their bank accounts, go through KYC, do all that, then move the money over to MetaMask, and then purchase NFTs through OpenSea. So an, an extra step going through Coinbase or a, another exchange, well, that's going to be potentially cut out now. Um, so this is really interesting to me. It's interesting how this is going to impact the Coinbase NFT marketplace launch. Um, you know, we were all very bullish on that, especially new users coming to the ecosystem. I think this potentially dampens that uh, quite a bit if OpenSea can get this up and running, but certainly will be very interesting to watch and big, big news for them. Speaking of tokens, our third story, I don't have a link for a screen share for this one, but the BAYC token, the APE token, that's been heavily hyped and talked about, one of the biggest stories in the NFT space. And the, you know, the expectations around this token are absolutely a big part of what's been driving the APE4 price up to the 70 ETH level. Well, there's been rumors going around this week that the initial valuation of the token is coming in around $1 billion based on some rounds, some raises that may or may not be taking place this week. So just thinking about $1 billion, first off, congrats to all the BAYC and mutant owners. That's a $1 billion is a huge number, especially for a brand that launched just six, seven months ago. Um, taking a look at some back-of-the-napkin math, what a, a $1 billion valuation would mean. So if you just assume 50% of the tokens go to the NFT owners, that's $500 million or so split across the 30,000 NFTs, 10,000 apes, 20,000 mutants. You assume a ratio at four to one, ape to mutant tokens. Essentially what I come up with is you're going to get about $30,000 airdropped to each BAYC owner, about eight to 10,000 to each mutant owner. Of course, several assumptions baked in there. Who knows if that's how it's going to be broken down. Of course, there's other factors at play like time held for each of these NFTs. But I just wanted to get a little basic framework back in the napkin for what this airdrop could potentially mean for the owners. Um, so for those who are expecting, you know, a six-figure airdrop per ape, it's going to have to be at a higher valuation than one billion. You're going to need at least three to four uh, to get to those levels, most likely. But of course, who knows? It's all speculation. But it's fun to speculate about. <clears throat> All right, well, that takes us through our top news. Let's go into our standard segments and start with our market update. I wanna take a look at the weekly trends, the project rankings from our friends over at Lucky Trader. We're gonna show their, their seven day board here and talk about some of the biggest movers. So leading off, we got the mutants and the apes. 48,000 ETH traded across the two. The floors are 14.4 for the mutants and 68 for the apes, both down a bit um, you know, from all-time highs, but still up on the week. We covered these in pretty good detail on Tuesday's show. Uh, and most of the volume is actually from uh, this past weekend and earlier in the week. So I don't think we need to rehash it, but still a huge week for them. I think one of the biggest surprises to me, Prime Ape Planet. 12,000 ETH traded this week. Just a huge number. I mean, to put it into perspective, there's probably only 
50 to 100 projects who've ever traded 12,000 ETH, and Prime Apes did it this week. Um, so certainly they caught some some bull market tailwinds that helped them, and their floor is steady here at 1.8, down from three to four at their peak, but still holding somewhat strong. I'd say one of the biggest winners of the week has to be Doodles. So Doodles, 12,000 ETH traded, their floor ripped all the way up to 10 on the back of a Pranksy sweep that happened two, two nights ago. It has retraced a little bit. It sits right around 9 ETH here today. Um, but it's not just floor action. We've seen increasing buys daily in the mid tiers and the top tiers for the Doodles uh, kicked off or, or topped by Pranksy buying a 300 ETH gold ape Doodle NFT. Uh, just a few days ago. And we've seen several sales in the 150 to 200 ETH range for some of the rares. So Doodle's making a very strong case for becoming a second or third ranked PFP product on the board in just a few quick months. So shout out to all those, those owners. It's been a good week for the Doodles. Continuing to go through the board a little bit. Clone X, solid week, up 46%, the floor at 5.9 on some really strong volume. We've got the dogs, the AKC at 7,000, a huge week for them as well. Punks, a little bit more of a sad story here. Still some solid volume at 6,000 traded, but the floor at 61.4, you know, a solid 10% below the board apes. And really, although 6,000 ETH, 87 sales, it feels quiet. It's somewhat crickets in the punks market. We'll be curious what is the trigger that really turns that market around and when it's coming. Next is Fanta Bear. What's interesting about Fanta Bear is there's been a lot of speculation about when the Asian market is going to come into NFTs and what projects they're going to like and want to play. Well, it turns out we've got one of our first examples with Fanta Bear. Apparently, a Korean pop singer, I think, changed his avatar or PFP to a Fanta Bear. It sent this market into a craze. It ripped up to 1.5 uh, floor on the week. This is one I've been barely tracking, but it's been just going up every day. 5,000 ETH traded the top 10 projects. So certainly one to watch. And I'll be increasingly interested in what the Asian market likes and what they want to play. As we know, there's a lot of market, a lot of money over there. <clears throat> Going through the board a little bit more, uh, the Oxia Origin was a new project that dropped this week. Uh, one of the highest performing, of course, along with Board Bunnies, which we covered on Tuesday, 4,200 ETH traded a 1.4 floor. I'll quickly show their website. If you scroll down, uh, to their roadmap section, you can get a bit of an idea of what this Earth is dying. You know, it's a role playing game. People who RPG, got the chance to live on this planet project. Um, in Q1, they introduce the story, they reveal some tokenomics, they, they start some initial rewards. Q2 is where this gets a little bit more interesting. They start their quests, they're releasing a token, this Oxia token, as you see here. Um, then in Q3, they start doing a little bit more utility. They've got some royalty payouts to some certain NFT holders. Then the game continues to build out here uh, over across the next two years. So this is one that certainly caught a lot of market attention. It's been doing really well. The, uh, it has all those P2E, DeFi, staking token mechanics that are so hot right now. So one to watch. That's probably the biggest you know, new project winner of the week. I want to quickly go through just a few more big winners. So Cool Man's or Alien Friends rather up 237% at a 1.364. Cool Man's up 300% on the week at 0.8. 
Capsule House up 300%. Worldwide Webland up 272%. Huge weeks for those projects. As we scroll back down, a few more big winners. The Crypto Mori's up 180%. Pet Hooligans up 60%. The Forgotten Runes Wizards, the Wizards, definitely one of the blue chips out there right now at a three ETH floor. They've held strong up from the, the 0.1 levels just a few months back. Um, and Critters also rounding out the board at the plus 500%. <clears throat> That's our market update and the big trenders of the week. Let's quickly go through some of our other rotating segments. Um, so in, in the one-of-one one space, super rare digital art world, you know, it's been a bit more quiet ever since we had the big X copy sales uh, that happened over the past weekend and early on in the week. So I really don't even have any one-of-ones to highlight today. So I thought it might make sense just to take a look at the, the metrics, the stats to see kind of where we're at this month and where last month came in. So last month it was, see, a top three or four month for Super Rare as they came in right around $25 million in revenue. Foundation, very close to them at $17 million. So it's, uh, you know, it, it feels to me anecdotally like Super Rare has more dominance than they actually do. Um, and if you actually take out some of the huge X copy sales from Super Rare, Foundation would probably be winning in each of these months. Um, even more so evident here this month. So if you look at the January data, uh, we're already at, what, you know, 13 million or so this month. So a solid start in six days. Super Rare at 8.7 million, Foundation at 4 million. But of that 8.7 super rare, X copy is at least seven, seven million of that. So if you take that away, foundation is probably two or three X the super rare stats. But of course, you can't take X copy out of super rare. But just thought I'd share that. It's been interesting to note. So, so certainly some strong volume continuing on the foundation front. And we'll look to cover them more on the show. Other than that, speaking of X copy, I don't have any one-on-ones to talk about, but his PFP project, Grifters, has had a big week. Uh, the floor steadily went down as the supply was increasing through the last round of auctions, some charity auctions they did. It hit around 6 ETH at the bottom. It's now back up to 12 ETH uh, as the market uh, you know, shows continuing demand for XCopy. We saw certainly a surge after his big one-on-one sales earlier in the week. So again, that floor back up to 12 looks like there's a lot of diamond hand collectors in that set. And we could be certainly looking at a supply squeeze here uh, in the next few months. All right. Well, that takes us through really our, our one-on-one updates. Let's go through our blue chip PFPs and take a look at some floors quickly from our friends over at WGMI.io. Top of the board, we'll start with the, the CyberKongs Genesis. They're at a 75 ETH floor, up 30% on the week. Certainly a big week for them. We've got the board apes at 68 ETH, up 13% on the week, down still about 5% from their all-time high around 72.73 here this week. CryptoPunks, we touched on them, 61 ETH, down about 5% on the week. The highlight sale for the punks, though, that we haven't talked about is there was a 900 ETH zombie punk sale here just yesterday, uh, believed to be acquired from MoonPay. MoonPay, famous for purchasing the board apes and then getting them into the hands of celebrities. So I think there's already some speculation of, of which celebrity is going to receive this zombie punk. That will be certainly an interesting one to watch. Uh, but MoonPay continues to make big splashes. 
As we scroll down, a few other floors to touch on. We hit mutants already at 14.4. Cool cast at 9.8. We're briefly flipped by the doodles before the doodles came back down to earth a bit. Uh, the doodles still at 8.9. Cyber Kong's up 50% on the week at 74. Good week for them. Um, let's see here. Clone X at 5.9. We covered earlier in the show. Going down to the next round of the board. We've got the Mebits at 3.3, even on the week. You know, kind of standard for the stable coin that they are. Crypto's showing at three. I want to say that I thought the floor was closer to 3.5, 3.8 for them. Um, so that seems a little bit low. Uh, but they actually had a decent week. And then the Wizards, of course, at three, another big winner of the week. So that takes us through the PFPs. Let's go back up and take a look at some of the leading art blocks floors as we quickly talk through art blocks. Overall, pretty slow week. Uh, for art blocks in the curated space. Uh, their volume, I don't even think, is in the top 20 uh, of all the products that we've seen. Um, but let's take a look at what that's done to the floors. So Fidenza sitting at 70, uh, down 12% on the week. I actually saw a few Weath offers hit in the 50s and 60s here this week. But four somewhat holding steady. Uh, Ringers at 45, down 7% on the week. Elevate Deconstructions at 33 down 60% on the week. Of course, a much thinner floor with a much lower supply project, um, more susceptible to bigger swings. Uh, quickly rounding out the rest of this, archetypes at 17.5, up 3.5% on the week. Unigrids at 12, basically even up 4%. Uh, the subscapes at 10, down 24% on the week. Meridians at 5.5. Those have fallen down. That floor hit around 7.5 or 8 earlier in the week. Um, here now sitting down around... 26%. Those are the floors, but I do want to highlight one uh, really nice and interesting looking project, the next curated drop that is going to drop on Monday. The artist is MP Cause. Check them out at Twitter. Uh, MP Cause, I know, is tied into the subtraction project, uh, which we covered on the show and, and dropped in December. Um, let's take a look <clears throat> at the project. I'll read through it a bit. So, Chimera is the mutation. It's genetics emerging of past and present. New creative mediums almost always ingest those that came before. Pictograms and hieroglyphics turn into paintings, which eventually became moving images and photoreal graphics. Spoken words evolved into text. Uh, and we get a sense for that in these evolving pieces, right? It's, it's broad brush strokes. You see the images evolving and mutating uh, as, the, as the piece goes on in its animated fashion. Um, he describes it as a natural progression of still life, an old tradition in the very new medium of on-chain generative art. Um, I also want to highlight this note here. The first 32 editions minted will be accompanied by uh, a one-on-one 16 by 16 clay print on linen canvas. Um, so that's certainly a really nice benefit to those who mint in the first 32 and certainly will carry a premium uh, and also, interestingly, he set the Dutch auction to start a bit lower uh, than we've seen some of the curated artists do at the end of 2021. You know, we saw Dutch auction starting at 15, 10, 5. Well, he's starting lower at 3.5. And given that extra incentive on the first 32, I could certainly see this, you know, start to catch some steam right off the gun at 3.5. You know, I'd say my money's on this potentially minting out over 1.4, I'd say I wouldn't be surprised 1.7 to ETH range, um, but certainly one to watch at noon central 
on Monday. All right. Well, that actually takes us through our top news and our standard segments here for today. Now we're going to get into our special segment. Uh, we are going to do a beginner's guide to the treasure ecosystem. So if you're anything like me and you're participating in the NFT space and you've been on NFT Twitter recently, it's been more and more chatter and talk about the magic token. These small brains PFPs are popping up and a lot of mentions of the treasure buzzword. Um, well, certainly this <clears throat> came to uh, a tipping point for me just about a week ago. And I decided to go down the rabbit hole and really dive into this project. And I will caveat that I'm certainly still a beginner. I'm not an expert. Uh, I'm not you know, one of the folks who've been around this since it was, came out in November. But with that being said, I spent a lot of time with the project. I feel like I've got a good working beginner's knowledge. And I thought I'd share that uh, with our audience. There's a lot of folks have been coming up to me and asking me questions about this project. So uh, in this uh, quick segment, what we're gonna do is cover what is Treasure? What are the projects? We're gonna talk about how to buy and, and using the Arbitrum L2 rollup and then end with why I'm bullish on this project. So let's go ahead and kick off with what is Treasure? I'm going to show the Treasure website, treasure.lol, Treasure, the Metaverse Bridge World, governed by TreasureDAO. Treasure bridges the growing network of metaverses through an open and composable approach to the conversion of NFT, DeFi, and gaming. Cross-ecosystem ties are bolstered through our interrelated resource model, Magic, Treasures, and Legions. All right. So... What does all that mean? There's a lot of jargon and, and buzzwords in here. So first and foremost, Treasure is an ecosystem and it is an ecosystem um, that is looking to capture, this would be a world of metaverses. So there is a kind of foundational metaverse in Treasure, which is called Bridge World. And that is where the, the primary and the founding native game of Treasure is played. Um, that game involves NFTs and tokens. So the primary NFTs in Bridge World are the treasures and the legions. So the, they've got the descriptors here. The legions are the, the characters or the players of the game. And then the treasures are the resources that the players use. Um, all of which to try to, essentially the goal of the game is to get more magic, um, which is the the token and also the currency of this entire ecosystem so all of the nfts in the treasure ecosystem are purchased with the magic token um, so that's a, a bit of background on, on what it is <clears throat> i want to break down a little bit of what they mean by convergence of nfts DeFi, and gaming so we talked a little bit about the nfts the nfts here are the treasures and the legions where DeFi comes in is in staking. So on the top of the website, you'll see the option to mine. Mining is where you can essentially lock your treasures into a staking pool. And based on the type of treasures they are, there's a point system that will acquire different um, magic token appreciation rates. So the longer they're staked, you'll accumulate more and more magic tokens based on what kinds of treasure you have. Um, so those who are familiar with the DeFi space, it's similar to you know, the launching of new platforms where if you stake your tokens, you get large APY uh, token yields. 
this is the kind of the NFT version of, of bringing that staking into, into play here. Um, and then the gaming aspect is there's also a play to earn component here where you use your legions to go on quests or adventures in this metaverse um, to acquire more treasures and ultimately more magic. So that's the, the basics here. Um, additionally, treasure has its own marketplace and we'll talk a bit about that. The, the treasure team actually has a really nice thread pinned to their Twitter page at treasure underscore NFT. And I'm gonna walk through that here because I think it's a useful way uh, to build some more foundational knowledge. So starting with the first tweet, um, treasure began with a simple idea. What if we built a metaverse around fictional resources instead of characters? So previously most PFP products, right? They all start with the characters here. This is actually derived from loot uh, and the treasure bags that were a part of that game and that ecosystem. So the treasure is actually the kind of the founding idea or pivot point here. As we scroll down, this metaverse revolves around the dance between two resources, magic and treasures. Treasures are magical items that can produce new resources but only when enough magic tokens have been staked, magic powers on the resources. Conversely, treasures produce the instruments needed to extract more magic. The metaverse is designed to make magic mining more difficult over time. Uh, essentially, it is an equilibrium where magic makes treasures productive, treasures produce the tools to acquire more magic. Um, <clears throat> then as we get into really where this ties together, uh, it ties together with the players. In this world are the legions. Um, so the, the legions are the PFP character NFTs, which will be the soldiers mining the magic and then using treasures to upgrade their class. Um, so again, those are the three primary components to this ecosystem, this economy. You've got the, the players, which are the legions, who use treasures to try to accumulate more treasures and essentially more magic. Um, and then there's also staking and P2E components. So as we scroll down here, we get the first glimpse of what this bridge world metaverse will look like. Um, and from the team, soon the treasure website will be an interactive game where users can actually explore the metaverse and accumulate treasures, magic, and legions through going on adventures. So that's really where the play to earn component comes into play. So it's not live yet. Right now you just have the staking component, which is live which is more of the DeFi uh, piece of this, P2E still to come. That's where we're at right now with this primary bridge world project with legions and treasures. But let's take a look at the team's vision. And they certainly have a large vision for what this is. This can eventually be um, like blockchains. Metaverses will have bridges between them. In the metaverse, these bridges will be resources. Um, They've got visions for more and more projects to come out in this treasure ecosystem, but they'll all be bound by this magic token. So any new project that comes out, the NFTs will need to be purchased through the, the magic token, which is the currency of this ecosystem. Uh, essentially, this is building out a world of metaverses. So one of the first examples of this is the Small Brains project. So this is a product that's live. It launched in November. The Small Brains have their own metaverse. It's called the Smallverse, and we'll show it here uh, a bit later on. Um, that is its own project, its own metaverse. 
it is separate from Bridgeworld, but it all exists in this treasure ecosystem. And to purchase the Small Brains NFTs, you need the magic token. So that's really how this all ties together. They've got three projects live already with life, small brains, and the small bodies with more in the works to come already. Um, they talk a little bit here about building up their treasury. Um, so there is an NFT marketplace within the treasury ecosystem. I, I mentioned earlier, this marketplace is live. They take 5% commission on all the sales, which goes back to the treasure DAO to help um, fund new projects that are going to continue to come down the line, a bit of a curation board, make decisions on staking details, things of that nature. Um, and they go on to say that we believe magic can become the ETH of the metaverse. And that's really the power at stake here is if this treasure ecosystem can take off, if more products can be successful and launch on treasure, well, all those products require the magic token. So more and more users will have to come and acquire the magic token to be able to participate. And lastly, they certainly believe in the, the concepts and principles of fair launch. And they've got a little bit of uh, contrast to compare between the typical NFT projects and then treasure. And primarily what's different is all the projects that have launched to date on treasure have been launched for free. Um, essentially for those who have been staking the magic token, they've, been they've had access to mint the projects or access to get on whitelists for free mints. So all the mints have been free so far to date, uh, which is certainly different than your standard projects. And I really appreciate uh, this last bullet point where the devs, the founding team of TreasureDAO, they only make money if the metaverse has value. So certainly their incentives are in line with making sure this ecosystem thrives. So I'll pause right there. <clears throat> that is a, a full intro of the treasure ecosystem and the vision of the founding team. Now let's take a look at what some of these characters and what the marketplace actually looks like. So we'll start with the, the bridge world and treasures uh, game. So taking a look at the Legion. So these are the PFPs, as you may be more familiar with, or the, the players that execute the game. Um, we see also introducing for the first time here, the treasure marketplace. This is the look and the feel. We see the floor price for the Legion's Genesis at uh, around 4,200 magic tokens. Magic is sitting around $4 per token. So around 16,000, around five ETH right now um, is the floor price for these. And you can see the total volume traded. Here you'll get a sense of what the characters are and what they look like. So the most common Legion Genesis are the, the common players. And you can see there's a few different uh, images, views of what those players are. Um, as you scroll down, you get into the players that have uh, smaller supplies and thus higher price points. They have different, they'll have different uh, uses and roles and skills that will play out in those quests. We've got the numerares. We've got the Riverman character, which is at a 7,200 magic floor. We've got fighters, range, siege, assassins. Then at the top of the board, the all class character, which is at 41,500 magic. So around 160,000, close to 54 on those. Um, so this is a quick introduction for what the marketplace looks like and what the Genesis Legion characters all look like. These are uh, essentially additions. Um, so like the common seven, there's multiple of these. This is the lowest price one, uh, just for those who uh, aren't, aren't aware. And then that's one aspect, the other NFT 
is the treasures, right? So the treasures, a much smaller floor, much higher supply on these. Uh, you get a sense here for what the treasures actually are. It's like quarter pennies, gold coins, emeralds, dragon tails, donkeys. Then at the high end of the board, we see as we scroll down the grin, sitting at 3,500 magic honeycombs, cap of invisibility. Um, right now, there is a, a different weighting of the staking rewards that each of these treasures gets. And that's been a big driver of the price points, but also rumors and speculation about how each of these treasures will play out in this larger game. So for those who are, are more you know, attuned to the, to the gaming space, it has some of those you know, World of Warcraft quest type game vibes, um, which is certainly something that I'm new to and, and not a little bit out of my wheelhouse or comfort zone. But that is a reason why I've personally been a little bit more attracted to one of the other headlining projects in the treasure ecosystem, that being the small brains. Uh, so I'm going to quickly walk through the beginner's guide uh, that's been published and attached to their Twitter page for the small brains project. Um, so again, this sits within the treasure ecosystem. You see they have the, the ape uh, or the monkey, essentially PFP characters. They're referred to as smalls and they're dynamic. So as you stake these NFTs, their brains earn IQ. And as you earn more IQ, your heads get, the heads of the characters get bigger. So with every 50 IQ points, the monkey's head size increases one size. They started at zero IQ, zero head size. They get all the way up to five uh, head size and 300 IQ at the peak, which is the maximum IQ uh, of the small brains. Um, you acquire this again through staking, which requires the small land. The, the incentive for doing the staking as the average intelligence of the small brains increases, small brain land NFTs earn one new tech breakthrough. So additional utility with the higher IQ that you have. And then over time, once the civilization becomes advanced enough, they'll get onto a new adventure. A rocket ship will take off and seek a new world. We actually saw the rocket ship take off yesterday. It was actually quite exciting. Take a look at the video on their Twitter page or in their Discord. Um, a few side projects of, or, or drops tied to this overall project have already come to fruition. Uh, the small cars exist and have been dropped already. And we expect the next drop to be the small brain pets. Um, <clears throat> but this is certainly not the end of the road here um, as there is an extensive roadmap. Um, let's actually go ahead and, and take a look at that roadmap. And this is kind of what got me even more excited here this week about this project. Um, if you go over to their Twitter page on January 5th, they posted this image. Uh, it can be you know, a, a little bit tricky to see. If you click it, you can expand it. Um, but they've essentially laid out a roadmap of the next uh, four quarters. So here in Q1, we see the rocket taking off from the world. This is already, uh, this just happened this week. Next up, we've got an airdrop, assuming this is going to be the small pets, um, but there's rumors of a backpack. Uh, then it looks like there's some kind of vote that's gonna take place here in Q1. Um, then in Q2, these pink notes, uh, it looks like there is a game of some kind tied to Smallville. You've got the small babies and then some car races. So uh, one of the aspects of the, the staking and the, the DeFi mechanics of small brains is if you have a male and a female small brains, you can breed them to create small babies. And then the speculation is the small babies will, will be able to participate 
go and acquire things like coconuts, which have magic inside them, essentially a staking or yield reward for uh, the owners of those small brains NFTs. So incentives to have both a male and a female. And then there's speculation of car races. So utility for those who own the small cars. As we get deeper into the roadmap, it looks like uh, building out houses and additional future worlds and a lot TBD here uh, for the, the remainder of the year. Taking a quick look at what the NFT is looking like, actually look like in the small brains marketplace on Treasure here. Uh, we see the floor price right around 3,350 magic. So just a bit below the, the Genesis legions, but still 12, 13,000 USD around four ETH or so. So, you know, a substantial floor. Um, we see that what the characters look like, the, the different head sizes for those who have the higher IQs, um, those who have the, the lower IQs a bit. So two very different projects. Um, you know, to me as a newcomer, the Genesis Legions, the treasures is a little bit more overwhelming. It's a little bit more like one of those World of Warcraft games. It feels like you need a deeper dive. You need to really dive in to the game and how each of the treasures will potentially play out. The small brains is a little bit easier to digest early on. Um, it's got simpler mechanics, right? So you have an NFT, you stake it, the head size increases, the IQ size increases, which will drive future utility down the line. We've got the breeding, which we've already seen in other NFT games like Anonymize, where you, you know, breed the two NFTs and you get new NFTs accumulated. Um, then you've got the, the P2E aspect of it, right? Where you can send your small babies on adventures to get coconuts, which yields more magic. Um, so that's my kind of basic understanding of the game. Um, it certainly feels a little bit like this is the, the Board Ape Yacht Club project of treasure. And the Genesis Legions is more akin to like the CryptoPunks as the OG product of treasure. Um, What's been interesting to me is I feel like there's more and more folks being onboarded to treasure through the small brains project. Um, I feel like it's catching more steam. I think that's definitely tied to the rabbit community that's already evolving around this project. And quite honestly, probably because it's easier to play, it's easier to understand. Um, so that, that's my view of the, the primary products. And there are more products that I'm not gonna cover today. Um, I wanna talk about how to get started. So. If you want to participate in the treasure ecosystem, uh, you'll need to have the magic token. It's also, I don't know that I've mentioned this yet, treasury ecosystem lives on the Arbitrum L2 rollup from Ethereum. So it's not an ETH-based project or ecosystem, it's actually on Arbitrum. So to participate, you will need to bridge your Ethereum to Arbitrum. Uh, that was actually a, a roadblock for me until I dove into it. It's actually very simple to do. Uh, just a handful of steps. So you go to bridge.arbitrum.io and then you, sim you simply enter the amount of ETH that you want to bridge over to the Arbitrum L2. It takes about 10 minutes to do this. Uh, once your ETH clears on Arbitrum, you simply go to a DEX or an exchange like SushiSwap. Uh, you need to change your mainnet to Arbitrum because you're now participating on the Arbitrum rollup you'll do a swap from ETH to the magic token. Um, <clears throat> again, for however much that you want to do your swap. And then at that point, you will have magic. And then you lastly, you just need to make sure that your MetaMask is also in the Arbitrum mainnet. So there is a toggle filter up top 
that you'll need to make sure you, that you toggle over and then you can participate. And that's really as simple as it is to change your ETH into magic. It takes 10 minutes, um, much smaller of a roadblock than I initially thought it would be. Uh, that kind of it, it, that essentially ends my beginner's guide. I want to come to conclusion with a few thoughts of why I'm bullish on this ecosystem and what's to come. So they've got a, a nice marketplace analytics site. Um, it's a bit down this morning, but <clears throat> essentially what we're seeing is 60% of the all-time treasure volume has happened this week. So all time, this eco has done about $52 million USD. Well, it did 34 million this week. And actually it, it made the Arbitrum L2 roll up the, the second uh, highest uh, marketplace uh, in revenue behind OpenSea here. Um, so they're producing real numbers uh, on pace for $150 million a month, uh, which really puts it neck and neck with where OpenSea was last July. And right now there's only a handful of projects with a lot more to come. And that really leads into, you know, the other factor at play here. Um, and this is a buzzword people throw around, but it's that flywheel concept. But because of this currency being magic and all the NFTs priced in magic, it has a built-in flywheel mechanism. So as the existing projects get more popular, those NFT prices will go up as there's more demand, thus more demand for the magic token. As new projects launch and are successful, there will be ongoing and new demand for the magic token. Um, so <clears throat> it produces this flywheel. There is ever ongoing demand for the token, which is you know, different from kind of some of the standard DeFi platforms that come out of the gate, they surge their APYs, everyone farms you know, for the initial lockup period, then they dump and move on. Uh, this has the longer lasting incentives um, for a continued demand for this token. And certainly we've seen that in the price increase here this week as it was just around $1.50 uh, per magic at the end of December, now already up to $4 or so. Certainly will be one to watch. And of course, dependent on you know, users liking these projects and new projects that come to the ecosystem and of course, balancing out the new tokens. There is a token unlock on January 24th that will certainly be interesting to watch. So that's it. That's what I wanted to cover in this guide. On our Twitter, we will release um, some notes with all these helpful links. I, I also wrote up a beginner's guide for the Lucky Trader website, uh, which will be published tomorrow. Um, so we'll link to that as well for those who want to dive in and learn more about this. But Thank you for joining us. This was our walkthrough of the treasure ecosystem. All right. Well, we covered a lot to our listeners. Thanks for hanging in and staying with us. That is our show for today. Thanks as always for tuning in. You can catch us next Tuesday as I'm joined by Brett Ritchie as we recap the full weekend in NFTs. Till then, stay safe out in those NFT streets. Goodbye.